Washington's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Did you hear that Burger King story? Yeah. That. I didn't hear who launched the lawsuit, but they're, they're, so there's a lawsuit that their their whoppers don't look the way they do in the ads. Yeah. I, I think most of us would have figured that out quite early in our lives. But I don't know. I guess if you, you, you want a nice juicy burger and it looks that way in a picture on television, mm. you want to get that when you go to Burger King. I, I don't know. I think you have to have reasonable expectations for where you're getting your food. Yeah, good point. Personally. Good point, good point. Maybe, I, maybe I'm a little bit out to lunch, so to speak. Uh, got some news here. You may have heard this uh, earlier today. Bill Peters has been hired as the coach of the Lethbridge Hurricanes in the WHL. Of course, you probably remember about four years ago, uh, Bill Peters was fired by the Calgary Flames after uh, it came to light that he had uh, directed a uh, racial comment at Akeem Alou while coaching in the minors in 09-10. Uh, I guess he technically resigned as coach of the, uh, uh, of the Calgary Flames. Um, uh, Akeem Alou alleged that Peters, quote, dropped the N-bomb several times towards me in the dressing room in my rookie year because he didn't like my choice of music, unquote. That was with the Rockford Ice Hogs in the AHL. Um, I can tell you that at the news conference today, Peters offered uh, these, uh, well, this apology really directed to Akeem Alou. Start off, this is going to hit hard. I knew it was gonna, but to Akeem, excuse me, I apologize. I now recognize the impact of my words. I was uneducated in my use of inappropriate language. I take ownership of my actions and regret my choice of words. I failed to create, excuse me, I failed to create a safe place for Akeem and I'm deeply sorry. I'm humbled about the opportunity to return to coaching in the Western Hockey League and with the Lethbridge Hurricanes. It is a first-class organization in a world-class league. Uh, Akeem Alou uh, wrote today, uh, I'll just read sections of what he wrote. The whole thing's a little long. I'll just pick up some relevant stuff. Uh, Alou saying, I don't feel I have anything to say to Bill at this point. It's been 13 years since the incident happened and four years since it became public. I'm curious as to why he wants to apologize now. Most folks don't know the backstory of all that transpired. After the incident happened, instead of apologizing, he did everything in his power to blackball me in this game for over a decade. Uh, Alou 
also writing, he called me the N-word, and instead of apologizing at the time, he doubled down and sent me to the East Coast League. I went through a tremendously dark time through this whole process. He would berate and embarrass me endlessly in front of the whole team on a daily basis. Truth be told, if I never said anything, he would still be coaching in the NHL. I am all about second chances, but only if they are uh, sincere. That's from Akeem Alou. So uh, this is one of those topics I know it gets people uh, fired up. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Um, I mean, look, I, I, I think we, we know that uh, some words are should not be used in any circumstance. Bill Peters did that. Uh, I, I personally believe in second chances. I'm not a big fan of third chances uh, to get this job and to put himself in a situation where he can uh, coach again. Uh, you know, Bill Peters has had to go through some uh, processes here, anti-racism training, a coaching certificate program, uh, and he's done that to coach the Lethbridge Hurricanes. So I, I, and I, I, I mean, I, what Peters said and him, you know, being tearful at the microphone today uh, doesn't surprise me. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, Akeem Alou's reaction doesn't surprise me. I can I can kind of understand why both men feel the way they feel, given the situation. I, I think for Lou to say, hey, man, like, what do you want me to do? Like, start cheering for the guy? What? Why would he? And, and Peters is is trying to, you know, get uh, his career kind of rolling in a direction he likes again. So that's uh, some news from today and some uh, of reaction from two of the main people involved. Your reaction on this show can come in to 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Email insidesports at 630ched.com. Get me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Elks will get back to practice tomorrow. This is going to be fun. We are scheduled to have Jed Roberts in studio tomorrow. Jed is an awesome guest on this show. He's going to join me live and in person, so that'll be fun. The broadcast on Monday, so this is a later game. Usually the Labor League Classic has started at 2 or 2.30. Usually. Not every year, but most often. This year it's a 5 o'clock game, so coverage on Jed starts with the countdown to kickoff at 3.30. Elks 2-9, and nine, Calgary 3-8. and eight. You heard Nick Lewis, receiver coach for the Stamps, say it. It's unusual that uh, these two teams are meeting when they're both having bad seasons. But he's also looking at it as an opportunity for the winning team to uh, maybe go on a run and get into the playoffs. So a lot of storylines for this game. Okay, uh, I know we have Elks correspondents. We have Oilers correspondents. I talked about the power play in Evan Bouchard yesterday, and I hope we still have some pickleball. It would be fun to see a pickled boar. Uh, Pickleball correspondents. Because there's a big pickleball tournament in Edmonton this weekend. Kellen, hit me with whatever you have. Okay, I'm going to start Elks here, and then we'll shift to Oilers and pickleball during this uh, correspondence update. So here we go. Uh, Swifty texts in and says, The Labor Day home-and-home will define the Elks season. If they sweep, it's all systems go for a playoff spot. If they get swept, more doom and gloom until next year. Well, I mean, there is an opportunity here for the Elks. And and I, I said when they were going through the nine losses in a row, I said, I'm not talking about a playoff spot or possibilities or anything like that until they prove to me they can win a game, one game, home or away. Well, while I was on holidays, they won two. And yes, two and nine is not a great record, but there is a chance. You play Calgary twice, then you play Saskatchewan. Those are all three teams who aren't great. And I know Saskatchewan got to five wins, I still don't think they're that good. And and quite frankly, they probably should have lost the other two games to the Elks if the Elks were any sort of competent team at the time. 
Then the Elks down the stretch, BC, Toronto, Montreal, and Winnipeg. Those are going to be more difficult games. BC doesn't look as good lately. Uh, I think Montreal is okay. Clearly, Toronto and Winnipeg are the class of the league. It's still going to be tough. Uh, I mean, if the Elks win the next three games, hey, all of a sudden you're five and nine. You've won more games than last season. And uh, even if they lost their remaining games and were five and 13, that again, that's not a good record. But I think a lot of people would look at the, well, I would anyway, to some degree, look at the season and say, you're 0 9, you put in Trey Ford, and you went, well, I guess they were 0 8 when they put in Ford. You know, they they could go five and five under Ford. I, I don't think that's unrealistic to hope for that. If they go six and four or seven and three under Ford, if they sneak into the playoffs under Ford, then you're really feeling good about it. If they miss the playoffs, it's going to be disappointing. If they only went, wind up winning five or six games, that's still not a very good team. But again, if you're above 500 with Ford as the quarterback, I do think that makes it a little brighter for next year. If this is as good as it gets. If they finish two and sixteen or or three and fifteen, then it's still going to be like yeah, there will still be some doom and gloom. But I do think the opportunity is there, and clearly they're playing better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Picasso texts in and says the only thing I don't like about Labor Day is that the game is always in Calgary. Why can't they alternate or at least have it in Edmonton every third year? In college football rivalries, times or sorry, teams will alternate home and away each year it would be great to have a labor day afternoon game at commonwealth that's from picasso yeah that's um i i I always hate when i ask a question and somebody says that's just the way it is but it that kind of is just the way there is tradition here um and now i mean let's face it until what was it 1989 there wasn't a labor day rematch it was Mm -hmm. just labor day and then they would play other teams the following week. So I think that's sort of become part of the identity of the schedules for the two teams. Labor Day is in Calgary. They sell tickets for that game. Their fans know that's going to be a game. People from Edmonton go down, and the rematch used to be on Friday, now on Saturday, is in Edmonton. Uh, if, if we had a Labor Day game at Commonwealth, I'm sure it would be exciting. I'm sure it would be well attended. But the Stampeders would probably say, wait a minute, that's our game. That's a game for which we know we can sell a lot of tickets and get a lot of excitement, you guys get the next game. So I've been asked that before. I I just think it is something that started and they kept doing, and it just sort of works for the CFL schedule and for both franchises. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Now, for the longtime Inside Sports listeners, or at least people who are listening at the beginning of the week, uh, you remember, I figured... For the the people who've been listening for two days. (laughs) Exactly. That's the longest we can hope for people sticking around. Uh, Let's go back in time in the Wayback Machine, 48 hours here, and uh, remember the conspiracy theory we got in on Monday night on the text line about... uh, Yes, the neighborhood work in Macaulay. Yes, Yes. exactly. Uh, In Wayne, in the membrane... Has potentially <laughs> surpassed that, or or maybe another conspiracy theory here. Okay. He says new conspiracy theory. Uh, since Edmonton Elks football is sponsored by Alberta Ford dealers, do you think that they paid Chris Jones and the team not to play trade Ford, so more and more people in Alberta would be talking about and excited about Ford? Something con- to consider. <laughs> and he says, P.S. P- P.S. I heard Jones drives a Chevy. Uh. Again, this person may be joking. I hope so. I hope so. If they aren't, I will respond directly to one line in that. That is not something to consider, but thank you for writing. Yes, in Wayne, in the membrane. Okay, wow. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Uh, you want some Oilers stuff? Here's some Oilers yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's read the Oilers stuff, sure. I hope there's some pickleball stuff. There, there is pickleball stuff, too. Yes. Okay, good. That we, that we can get out of Give me a well. couple Oilers. We'll do a commercial, and then we'll do pickleball, and then we got the pickleball player at 7. Sounds okay. great. Yes, for sure. Uh, Laserface Larry texts in talking about Evan Bouchard and says Evan Bouchard is a good regular season defenseman, but is a liability when it comes to the playoffs. I think he'll be close to a point a game in the regular season, but his flimsy play will hurt the Oilers when it counts the most. Uh, well, I do think he's going to have much more than the 40 points he had last year in the regular season. I don't, I don't know if he'll get quite to a point a game. I, I said certainly uh, around 60, I think, will be realistic if he's on the power play the whole year. He had 17 points in 12 playoff games last season. I, I don't think he's the reason the Oilers didn't advance past Vegas. I mean, I think it was a, it was a team loss. Um, Again, is he the like he's not a bruising, punishing defender? That's not his style. Like sometimes I think you just have to let a player be who he is and celebrate his strengths. And Bouchard with the puck is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, unknown text coming in tonight says the only thing that can stop the Oilers' power play is the NHL's horrible officiating. Just watch the Oilers will get fewer power plays because refs know a penalty against the other team is an automatic goal. Uh, well, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully the refs don't call the game based on the strength of the Oilers' power play. All right. Uh, appreciate those. Some, there are some interesting ones in there. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. We will uh, we'll get to some of your pickleball thoughts. Uh, big tournament in Edmonton this weekend. I'm curious to find out more about it. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, thanks to Trent Brown and James H. Brown for their continued support of Inside Sports. We appreciate it. Blue Jays won this afternoon 7 nothing over the Washington Nationals. 780-496-0063. Go ahead, Kellen. Pickleball time. Okay, good. I'm curious about pickleball. I was watching a pickleball. I don't know how I stumbled. I, I'm getting bad. Sometimes I fall down these. As much as I kind of don't like a lot of social media type stuff, I guess it's not exactly social media, but it's a rabbit hole in the internet. Sometimes I get watching a bunch of YouTube videos. Right. And I watched uh, like some rules explanation and people playing pickleball a couple of weeks ago. Hmm, it looked fun. Better than the rabbit holes I've been falling down lately. <laughs> so there we go. Kellen fell down a literal rabbit hole. When he came back, he was grinning like a cat. It's uh, all around Oppenheimer, my friend. All around Oppenheimer. So anyway, uh, Gina texts in and says, Pickleball is easy to learn and all you need is a racket to play. It's a fun and friendly game. Sorry, did you say that again? I missed the first part. Uh, pickleball is easy to learn and all you need is a racket to play. It's a fun and friendly game. All That's right. from Gina. Uh, so is, I, but I believe there's a special racket for pickleball, right? I would think so, yeah. It's Didn't not. Pick a, ball, a pickleball racket or bat. Yeah, I, th- or. I think it's a racket. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's relatively easy to learn. Mm. Like you don't have to be – you can kind of jump in and, and play it. And you're not going to get overwhelmed by a better player. Uh, it invented in 1965, apparently. It's now the official sport – of uh, the state of Washington. Oh, wow. Okay. It was invented on Bainbridge Island, which is just off Seattle. I've been there. 
Oh, neat. Yeah. Okay. Ra- ra- random fact about my life. <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds cool. Uh, Ken texts in and says, Reed, I started playing pickleball this summer at the Savile Center where I worked out, tried a pilot of it. Also, I've played every racket sport, so I had to try this as well. It's a mixture of tennis, ping pong, and badminton. The scoring is easier than tennis. The swing is best use, er, is best using badminton wrist action, while the paddle and ball is similar to ping pong. I love like it and i look forward to playing in the fall and winter so that's from ken who's okay. a fan of it so, so I, I appreciate that explanation so he plays at the savile and i i there is the edmonton pickleball club 40th avenue and 117th street and i thought there was a pickleball place on calgary trail but i i may be wrong or i just maybe can't find it in my googling Here's another one, 9455 45th Avenue. That wouldn't be too far from here, actually. No, it wouldn't. That's the EVP Center. Okay. Edmonton Volleyball Pickleball Center. So, it's, yeah, it's really going along. It's, it's really come along. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, and the reason we're talking about this, if you're just joining us, the Canadian National Pickleball League is in Edmonton this weekend with the Ultimate Pickleball Showdown. So I had to find out more about this and who's playing it and, and why and, and what they like about it. Do we have any other picklers? We do. Pickleballers. Cow, cow, Cowtown Ball. Uh, cow, Cowtown okay, Bob. Wait say. a minute. Cowtown <laughs> Bob plays pickleball? Stop the presses. No, okay. he, he doesn't play oh, pickleball. sorry. He says, I don't play pickleball, but I have friends who play it, and they tell me it's a good way to meet women and who are active and fit. It's a game for people who are older. So. Well, whatever, uh, I guess whatever purpose you use sport for. Uh, all right. Yes. Well, okay. A way to meet people, I suppose. Forget about Tinder. You can play pickleball. We will have a professional pickleball player on the show when we get back. I I really want to hear Joel's story. That's going to be fun. U of A Golden Bears, Canada West football at the Calgary Dinos. Regular season game on Friday. Tyshawn Blackburn is one of the best DBs in U Sports. Plays for the Golden Bears. He's going to join me as well. Really appreciate your messages. This portion of the show presented by our friends at Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. Back after the news and weather.